0: All right, good morning, church. Good morning for those of you in the lobby still grabbing coffee and, uh, and tea and cookies. There's a bunch of stuff there. Hey, just a quick reminder before we jump into things. We have an all-church potluck after this morning's worship service. Yes, we love to eat here. Uh, and we really, uh, if, if, if this is your first time Uh, Welcome, my name is Brian, I'm one of the pastors here on staff, Uh, and even if you didn't bring something to eat, please join us for the potluck. Uh, If you attend here regularly and you didn't bring something to the potluck, run and grab something and bring it back, Uh, and make sure it's good, don't just grab like Lay's potato chips and call it a day, Uh, get like ribs or steak or something wonderful. Uh, but in all seriousness, we would love for you to stay. There's gonna be more than enough food, uh, and really, this is an opportunity just to keep building community, uh, with our church body, and we would love for you to stick around, get to know some folks, especially if you're new. Uh, it's really a helpful time to, to rub shoulders and memorize names and, and such. So I uh, want to thank all of you for being here. Hey, before we get started, uh, some of you may not know what's going on, and and if you were brought here by a friend, you really might not know what's going on. So I just want to address a few things. Number one uh, sometimes we have family business where we'll kind of pull up a stool and, and talk uh, as a church family. And, uh, and if you're new to the church, you might go, I don't even know what's going on. We just want to say, please be patient with us <laughs> in that regard. Uh, hopefully you'll kind of pick up things as we get going. Um, but if you're somewhat new and you don't know what's going on, uh, thank you for allowing us to do a little bit of family business Uh, this morning and your patience with that. Uh, We've got a big announcement uh, that we've been talking about for several weeks uh, leading up to uh, this incredible announcement. Uh, And is there something wrong with me? There's a big announcement. That's our creative slide. Uh, We just don't want there to be any ambiguity, right? So we'll just tell you. Uh, Hey, before we get started, I want to invite a few people up here uh, this morning, I'm gonna invite Alex and Grant and Josh and Dan up here um, to the stage. Uh, what you're about to hear uh, in the next few minutes here is a God-sized vision of something that that we couldn't do. Where's Grant? Tardy. Uh, well, what we're about to announce to you is something we couldn't force. It's not something that we looked for. It's not something that that we engineered. It is it is a God movement, and you're going to hear brushstrokes of that all throughout the morning. But it would not be possible without these four guys uh, walking beside us, uh, praying, discerning, staying up late at night, having meetings. Uh, discerning some more, praying some more, discerning some more, praying some more. Uh, And so these guys have have literally poured their lives, they've taken time away from their families, uh, and they have leaned in above and beyond. I mean, the call of an elder is huge, but they have leaned in in ways that are extraordinary. And I would be remiss, thank you. Let's, Let's give them a round of applause. Now we can just stare. Uh, we, it, we can't move forward without recognizing that, that the Lord takes an army uh, to allow his vision to be known, and that has been evident uh, with these guys uh, here and several others that you'll be seeing here uh, in just a moment. So, guys, thank you for your friendship and your partnership in ministry. Really appreciate it. So, good morning. If you're joining us online, I am... I'm watching with you uh, and trying to interact. We've got some other folks that will be interacting with you. If you're online, uh, please just let us know you're there. I think the Schultzes are on the freeway, so Scott, keep your eyes on the road, please. Uh, allow Linda, uh, Laura to be the one to text, not you. Um, but we would love for you to let us know if you're around. Uh, we'd love to interact with you in, in a real personal way. We are, are so grateful for our online presence. We view you as part of our church Uh, A significant part of our church family, Uh, even if you live at faraway places, uh, we love you. We pray for you regularly, and and we're so glad that you're tuning in. Um, I also want to thank all of you for being here uh, in person. Uh, uh, It means a great, great deal. This is a a big day in the life of our church. Uh, We're going to have, I'm presuming, some incredible food uh, that is to come, uh, and it's going to be a fun time just continuing to build uh, community. We're going to keep our doors open so if you hear screaming, uh, the kids are not hurt, uh, they're having fun, uh, we assume, and so kind of roll with that. Um, we had a fire last week, I don't know if you knew that, uh, our, our base camp computer caught on fire, which, you know, I mean, that's how we roll a little bit. So not just smoking, like literally a flame, uh, and so hopefully uh, we don't have any emergencies. Last week, we stated that uh, the past couple of years have been challenging for us. Uh, as a community, as a world. Uh, in addition to enduring a, a worldwide pandemic, uh, we've also uh, navigated our way through a mass shooting, uh, just a few minutes down the road from us. Uh, we've endured uh, political, racial, uh, economic, uh, political unrest. Uh, in ways that that we really couldn't uh, have imagined. Uh, And then here recently, uh, we've navigated our ways, and we still continue to navigate uh, through two fires uh, that really have shaken us in a lot of ways. Uh, And then that's just us as a whole. When we look at you individually, you personally, uh, the things that you all have been through, uh, that your family has been through, The highs and the lows, uh, the things that have come your way, and the losses, Uh, we could write a book on on all of those things. And it has been challenging, to say the least. But one thing we know is that God has been very good to us uh, in the midst of all that. He has walked beside us, sometimes with tears, sometimes with shaking our fist at Him, um, but we have felt His presence come beside us and to tell us it's going to be okay. And for a lot of ways, it has been. Uh, it doesn't take away the difficulty from the past, but we know that God has walked with us. Um, over the last handful of years, really from the beginning of COVID, our uh, larger leadership team has, has really been leaning into asking the question, Lord, what are your next steps for us as a church? What is it that you're calling us in this next journey, this, this next chapter of life, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to be unique? Um, and you know this. Our, our mission statement as a church is to equip every person to take the next step in becoming a more fully devoted follower of Jesus. And, and that's not just hyperbole. That's, that, that's not something we say loosely. We care deeply about that statement. Because not only do we want you to grow to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus, we as a church want to lean in and say, what is it that you're doing, Lord? That's going to take us to that next place. What are our next steps? And so we're constantly evaluating programs and direction and vision and heart. We're looking at the budget. We're looking at where we've been. We're looking at where we're going, and that has been a regular part of the last few years. Matthew chapter seven verses seven and eight says this: "Ask and it will be given to you; seek, and you will find; knock." And the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And we're excited to tell you that God has blessed us and shown us favor in our asking, our seeking, and our knocking. He has shown us great favor, and He has blessed us with a clear voice. That says, This is the way, walk in it. So, after uh, much prayer and discernment and seeking outside wisdom, um, working with uh, a book that you'll hear about here in a moment, worship, prayer, more discernment, our leadership uh, is fully convinced that God is leading us to join forces and emerge with another church here locally in town. Uh, It is uh, incredibly exciting, Um, and uh, we're going to explain all of that to you uh, here in just a moment. Uh, I know, uh, according to the web, uh, the internet, there's been lots of bets that have been placed on what the announcement is, (laughs) so I don't know who won. Um, We'll find that out during the potluck, but there's been everything from uh, what did Hunter tell me today, that we're getting a, a snow cone machine. Um, so, wrong, uh, that we're, we're building a hospital, that would be awesome, uh, that we're building a school, like, all these things, and it's been super fun, and I'm like, that's a great idea, that's a great idea, like, who doesn't want a really big snow cone machine? Like, so, maybe we'll just make that next week's announcement. Um, the current name of the church that we will be merging with is Boulder Valley Church of Christ. They are located uh, 1.2 miles from our driveway. If you drive, uh, you can knock off maybe two-tenths of a mile if you you hit a really good golf shot or as the crow flies. uh, Over on 76th Street, right off of South uh, Boulder Road. Uh, And upon a a confirmation vote of two-thirds, at the end of this month, uh, we will be joining forces with this dear church uh, at the beginning of June uh, as we become one. Uh, after much time spent in prayer in discerning God's will for Rock Creek and, and our church family and for you all, uh, God has revealed and confirmed this decision uh, time and time again. And his His handprints and his brushstrokes of favor are all throughout the um, And there's a lot more that I could say about the process and the procedure that we went about in uh, developing and discovering a new name for this new body of faith, and I could share that with you, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna allow this video to show that here in just a moment. Uh, Alex put together a video kind of showing you the facility. Also, I'm just gonna warn you right now, if you get sick on like 3D rides at Disney World, like this is gonna shake you to your core a little bit. So just like maybe tighten your stomach as you ride. Uh, But it's gonna show you a ride from our parking lot to their parking lot and a bunch of other things. And at the end, you'll see the name of our new church family. And if you're happy about it, you can cheer. If you hate it, you can throw something at me. Uh, both are, are absolutely fine. I can, I can deal with both of those. So without further ado, Cody, hit it and let's watch this. That's good. I didn't get hit with a heel so uh, or a sandal. I'm watching that, Ashley. Um, Legacy Church. Legacy Church. So the announcement, the big announcement is that God is leading us to join forces, to combine hearts, to combine mission with this dear, dear church as we move forward to take two different church bodies and merge them together as one new faith community. And we could not be more excited about that truth. So I'm going to take a moment. Just I I want that to sink in for for just a moment. Uh, I want you to wrap your mind around that as much as you possibly can. Allow that to absorb into your soul. And I also want to acknowledge a few things. Uh, I don't know if you realize this. One of the best ways to truly realize this is to go to the DMV. Um, But we're different creatures, like humans. We're We're just odd at times, Uh, and then we're great at times, but God has uniquely shaped each and every one of us in different ways, and I want to acknowledge this morning that there are some of you in here that, to your core, you hate change. Uh, You don't want a lamp to move, or or you don't want paint color to move or, or to change. You don't want anything to change. You just like things the way that it is, and then there's others of you that are psychotic and you change everything. Uh, just for change' sake, uh, and you love, you embrace change, and it excites you and motivates you. And then there's a great deal of you that are somewhere on the spectrum uh, where you, you're like not really one or the other, but you might be feeling something this morning and you didn't know that you would feel this. Uh, you didn't know that you would be so excited or you didn't know that you'd be a little nervous or you didn't know that you'd be scared. Uh, you didn't know how that you'd be feeling. And I just want you to know, however you're feeling, embrace that and be okay with that Um, because we're all different and we're all at different places on this journey and and wired differently. Uh, And so please rest in that. The name Legacy Church highlights the rich 150-year history of Boulder Valley. Uh, You may not know this. They became a church in 1875, that's older than Dan. Um, <laughs> not by much, but older than Dan. A year before Colorado even became a state, they began meeting together as a church family. Uh, they've bounced around several different places and have a rich, rich heritage uh, attached to their fa- church family of, of faithful ministry and loving God and, and fulfilling the Great Commission. Uh, it also highlights the dynamic history of this body. Uh, this December, we will, uh, we will be 25 years old, uh, which for churches is infant. Uh, we are considered a baby, 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 baby church in the large scheme of churches throughout the United States. Uh, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing That God has chosen to take something of old, something of of rich history, something that has been constantly plowing in the ministry of Jesus, and then combining with a younger church who's vibrant and excited and has our own story to tell of rich history, uh, and that encapsulates the idea of legacy. The church name Legacy represents our desire to be an intergenerational church that joins together the rich heritage from the past while creating a faith legacy in Boulder County in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. You've heard this said, uh, that sounds like scripture, you have heard predominantly Dan and others say from this stage over the last few years, God is doing something. He is getting ready to do something. And we have not known what that is. Uh, we have been at, at time puzzled by that, quite frankly, but we have known throughout so many different events that have happened in this body that God was preparing the way for something to happen, and we believe that this is what God has been uh, preparing. Now, I also want to acknowledge there's probably a lot of questions that you might have. And rightfully so, how is it going to work? When is it going to work? And, and how, are, how are these people going to integrate? And what about our staff and our elders? Lots and lots of questions. Uh, and we're going to answer a lot of those throughout the next com- coming days. Uh, but I want to paint for you a picture of how did we get to this place uh, for a big announcement. Um, one of the things that we know is that God is faithful to his promises, we, we just finished uh, a four-week series looking at Abraham, looking at his faith, looking at his obedience, and looking at the promises, these audacious promises that God gave Abraham. And yet, Abraham chose to have faith because he knew God would keep his promise. And we made a big deal about that for you as well, that whatever's going on in your life, God keeps his promise. It may not look like it in the moment, It may not feel like it, it may not sound like it, but God is one who is undefeated and has a perfect track record in keeping his promise to the church, to the kingdom of God, and to you uh, personally. Uh, So over the last several months, we've been praying, we've been asking, we've been seeking, we've been knocking, and God has united our hearts. So how did we get here? At the beginning of 2022... Uh, if you remember, the, the fires began on December 30th and sent our community into a tailspin. Uh, it was very quickly realized that we as a community would be changed forever. Uh, and, and not just from a, from a larger scale, it hit home very, very close to home with the Yukins uh, and some others. Uh, and that became our focus, and, and as we thought about the efforts of continuing our pursuit in building our new worship center, that very quickly went to the back burner, and people and care and, uh, and, and doing fire disaster relief took the forefront, and that became our absolute priority in caring for our neighbor. At the same time, uh, the natural questions among us and leadership in the first handful of days quickly became, we have no idea what this is going to do to our efforts in building a new worship center. And although that was daunting and a little overwhelming, uh, we very quickly said, so be it. Uh, What God has put in front of us, that's our mission. Uh, and so we, we quickly allowed that to take a backseat to what God was pushing forward uh, with us. Uh, in the first few days of January, uh, the Lord, uh, by means of a mutual friend, introduced Rock Creek Church to Boulder Valley. Uh, and we began having conversations, uh, wondering what is God doing in, in our midst? Uh, I was actually un. Uh, unloading our suburban. Sandy had just gotten back with the kids, uh, and I had been having a hard day, quite frankly, um, just absorbing the fires and, and wondering, how are we going to do this? How do we help so many, so many people in need? Uh, and so I wasn't in a great place. Uh, and side note, this has nothing to do with the announcement. Just remember, sometimes if you're not in a great place, sometimes that's where God is going to move and speak the most, most clearly. And so be aware of that, um, that just because you're having a hard day doesn't mean the Lord isn't working very, very closely and intimately in your life. Uh, so uh, we, we received this introduction, and we quickly uh, began to uh, hear about their church. Uh, they were going through a tough time. Uh, Through a a difficult time, their numbers uh, in church had fallen, and because of financial issues, had to uh, let go their entire pastoral staff, and they were crying out for God, what is it that you want us to do? What are you doing in our midst? Uh, Please give us answers. And they were leaning in, they were praying, they were worshiping and crying out uh, to the Lord. So we were thinking initially, how can we help our brothers and sisters? How can we be faithful followers of the kingdom of God and help those and another church family uh, that's in need? But we quickly realized that God had bigger plans for us getting together, and we began to ask the question, could Boulder Valley be a church we could merge with? Could it be, Lord, that you're doing something above and beyond what we could ever imagine, are you doing something in our midst that's way bigger than what we could ever dream of? The previous year, in January 2021, uh, they uh, started what they call a D group, their discernment team. And throughout that uh, time, uh, they began to seek the heart of God. They prayed, uh, they were beginning to discern his leading, uh, and looking for the next steps for their. Church family. They met every single week for over a year, asking God and asking God and asking God. And at times, and many of you know this, at times the Lord was quiet and they did not hear an answer. But they kept leaning in, kept leaning in. Throughout that time, they prayed, they worshiped, they brainstormed, they spoke to two different consultants, they read two different books, they sought advice from outside people. Uh, they prayerfully considered a variety of possibilities for their church family. And those possibilities included from continuing as they were to starting home churches, partnering with other churches, merging with other churches, and even prayerfully considering, is the Lord calling us to close our doors as a church? And this process for them was both challenging Uh, and enlightening as they lean into the heart of God. Shortly after the introduction of this past January, our elders began to meet with their leadership team. And again, as I mentioned earlier, the the initial emphasis was, how can we help? Uh, Absolutely the right decision. But then we quickly began to lean in. Uh, In addition to the weekly meetings, meeting with them, uh, we had uh, a significant amount of one-on-one coffees, lunches, dinners, breakfasts, uh, times together, and all of these moments were always saturated in a love and a concern for both bodies. The dreams hadn't really even started. The initial stages were, was a deep concern for you all on their behalf and a deep concern for their body on behalf of us in leadership. And we, we went slowly and we leaned in. We got to know each other in some amazing, amazing ways. Shortly thereafter, we began the conversation about merging. And we too formed a discernment team. We realized uh, initially this is way bigger than us. Uh, this is something God might be doing. And if God is doing something to this magnitude, we need more hearts and minds that are looking into this, praying, discerning, those people who have seen Rock Creek for uh, decades uh, in the past uh, so that we could discern what God is doing, and so we formed our own uh, discernment team uh, to lean into the heart of God. And I'm going to ask right now, if you were on that discernment team, and I know you're here, would you please stand so that we can recognize and, and see who you are uh, we've got the Hansons and the Russos and the Arnets and the Valdezs, the Montaneris, the Bulo's, the Rowan's. Who am I missing? I think that's it. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> walking with us through this. Um, you might ask the question, well, why wasn't I on that team? Uh, well, if you've ever like picked out paint at home uh, or decided where you're going to go to dinner as a family... You, you quickly realize uh, when you get too big, it's hard to even get any little decision done. Uh, and so we needed to to strategize and pick this team to lean in uh, and then begin to broaden it. To help guide us through the process, we began to read this book. It's called Better Together, uh, Making Church Mergers Work. It's essentially a how-to and how-not-to-do church mergers uh, to figure out uh, how, how do we not step in potholes and how do we avoid unnecessary pain? How do we do this well? How do we lead in a way that is honoring? So we began to read this book with their team as well. And in conjunction with prayer, we used this book as a guide, as a consultant for us on what are our next steps. Uh, if we're going to lean into what God is doing, what our Our next steps. And one thing the book helped us see was that all the possibilities of a church merger and how merging can actually grow the kingdom of God. Mergers today succeed largely because both churches share a common goal and vision for the church, the kingdom, and God. And so, we as a leadership team began to meet weekly uh, with Boulder Valley. And we actually discovered that We're not supposed to help. We're supposed to become family. And God made that abundantly clear that He was, as Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not see it? For all this time, we had thought that the next steps for us was building a new building. Uh, expanding here. And, and, and we had all often wondered, why is it year after year, for years, and John McGovern can be the first one to say this, for years, why have there been opposition? Why has there been difficulty? Why has there been roadblocks in us expanding? Uh, and when this began to open up, our eyes began this aha moment of now we're starting to see Sometimes, and we talk about this, sometimes God says no. And it makes no sense to us. Because to us, it makes clear what is before us. And then God says, your ways are not my ways. Your words are not my words. Your plans, they're not my plans. And much like we've talked about in this series with Abraham, sometimes God doesn't give us how the end is going to be played out. He just gives us a little bit of along the way. And we're not alone in this option. This is important. Uh, This circumstance that we find ourselves in as a church, uh, that Boulder Valley finds themselves in as a church, this is not unique to us. A recent staggering statistic says that 80% of the Christ-following churches, 320,000 of them, 80% have either plateaued or are declining. That's a reality. That's not something that's happening to someone out there. That's happening all around us. And the blessing is that church mergers are actually a great answer to that pandemic that is happening within the church. But there's hope. Because that's where Boulder Valley found themselves before the Lord said, I'm gonna introduce you to a few folks. Uh, and they have discovered that there's hope. In meeting with Boulder Valley leadership and reading this book, we believe that the Lord has presented a greater plan for both churches that we can fulfill the great commission that Jesus speaks about in the book of Matthew in, in doing it better together than individually as Rock Creek Church and Boulder Valley Church separate. We believe we can accomplish the missions that God has given each of us in a better way together than separate. And there's even more good news. Experts say that church mergers have the best chance of succeeding if roughly 80% of your theology, doctrine, philosophy of ministry, style, and heart are equal. And I'm proud to say we are well above that percentage, and so we are perfectly positioned for success. As an elder board and as a leadership team, we have gone to great lengths to vet Boulder Valley, uh, and to be fair, they have gone to great lengths to vet us, and they should, and so should we. We have vetted their theology, their doctrine, their practices, their ministries, their events, their elders, their staff, their budget, their facility, uh, their assets, their liabilities, their history, and where they wanna go in the future. We have vetted that for hours and hours and hours in relationship. And the Lord Jesus has been so faithful to sit in us with that. Because let me just be honest, there are moments of that where it's a little uncomfortable. It's kind of like uh, going on a first date and asking for a resume. Uh, It's just awkward a little bit. Uh, You know God's moving but you feel weird about asking the questions. Um, but it is so important to go into something like this, eyes wide open, and I'm, I'm happy to tell you our eyes are wide open to what God is doing. Uh, we share a similar DNA and, uh, and a similar excitement. Now, there will be some, some changes moving forward, obviously. Uh, we will begin to, uh, we're beginning to explore Uh, our options in the sale of this facility and our property. Uh, We're just in the infant stages of that. So if you have real specifics, uh, I'll direct you to Josh uh, because our answers are, I don't know. Uh, And so uh, we're asking for your patience on that. But there will certainly be some changes uh, as we move forward. But the message of Jesus and the strong foundation of the Scriptures The love for the least of these and the DNA that we have, that we are a family, that is going nowhere uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Throughout this process, yeah, thankfully, yeah, good. I hope that's good news. (laughs) Um, Throughout this process, we have continually asked this question Is this even possible? We have literally said the words, This is crazy. So if you're thinking this is crazy, you're in good company uh, because we are still saying that. Even this morning, before the morning started, this is crazy. Is this even possible? And as we leaned in, as we sought the Lord's heart, as we rubbed shoulders with our new friends and family over at Boulder Valley, we discovered the Lord's answer was a resounding yes. I'm in this. I'm doing this in your midst. We heard God say repeatedly, virtually every meeting, this is the way, walk in it. You will have fear. You might even stumble. But this is the way, walk in it. So every text, every email, every coffee, every meeting, every gathering, we throw out the fleece and ask God, are you still blessing this process? And repeatedly, over and over and over, again, the resounding answer was, yes, I'm in this and I'm blessing it. God was leading us through the decisions to, to, with, with this patient and loving heart. We never felt like he was impatient with us. Uh, we're knuckleheads uh, as humans. And so, you know, maybe we don't get things as fast as maybe the Lord would necessarily want us to get it. Um, But he was patient, and he was kind, and he was gentle, and he was loving with us. Because here's what we didn't want to do. We didn't want our agenda to get in the way of what God's heart was. We didn't want to say no, and we did not want to say yes. But we knew God was doing something. And we were willing to take every step of the way and at every turn say, Lord, if you want to change direction and rip this away, we will obey you. Uh, It might be hard, it might be gut-wrenching, but we will obey and and we will submit uh, to you. Our elders and our pastoral staff uh, will be the new leaders of the new church called Legacy Church. Uh, We will bring our leadership, uh, our vibe, our direction uh, to this dear new church. Uh, And Boulder Valley, uh, their leadership team is extremely confident in that. And that comes because we've spent a lot of time earning trust. Uh, they have visited our worship services. They have watched our worship services. They are watching right now, many of them. So hi, Debbie, Janet, Cindy, James, Preston, Matt, and it goes on and on and on. I know you're watching. God bless you guys. Uh, they have been here. They have attended. Uh, and we've, we've sowed uh, trust into those relationships. And they trust Rock Creek Uh, Our leadership uh, abundantly. Now, those of us in the two different uh, discernment groups, we recognize wholeheartedly uh, that we are several months in emotionally, mentally, spiritually, practically. We're way far down the line than a lot of you are. Uh, We realize that this train is moving at about 80 miles an hour and you're being asked to jump on one of the cars, and some of you don't even like jumping at all, let alone jumping on something moving fast. Uh, And so we understand that, we really do. Um, We've had countless meetings, hundreds of hours, that have been poured uh, into this process, and we've built lifelong friendships with the leadership over at Boulder Valley. We recognize that a lot of you are not where we are, uh, and that's absolutely okay. Uh, we're strongly convinced that we have heard from the Lord, uh, that we have seen his hand, and that he has been faithful to guide us. And just like Boulder Valley, who have cried out countless times, Lord, lead us, what is your next step? Uh, We too have cried out, and we believe that the Lord has answered us in ways we could not even imagine. Uh, We know that in the coming minutes and days, and weeks, you are going to have questions. And then as you go home and think about it, you're gonna have even more questions. And as we enjoy lunch today as a potluck, you're gonna have even more questions. And I want you to know that's a good thing. Uh, and we've thought about that. We've worked very, very hard to put together uh, uh, FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions, in regards to this process. Uh, and we have put together two different uh, FAQs. One is from our church body's perspective, and the other one is from Boulder Valley's church perspective. Uh, if you can imagine, there's going to be a lot of overlap in some of those questions and answers, and then in other ways, those are going to be very, very unique to us uh, and unique to them. We are uh, we are going to have uh, about 20 copies of our church's FAQs floating around the lobby during our potluck. And we wanna encourage you to grab one of those and start perusing it. Uh, We're also, uh, as soon as this morning is done, even before we begin our lunch, we're gonna be sending an all-church email uh, with a digital version of both sets of FAQs so that you have those. Uh, They're hyperlinked to help you get to different places. There's a, a table of contents that has several different categories, so you can hyperlink to different places on that PDF Uh, We decided to do that because we were up to about 4,000 sheets of paper uh, to be printed, and we knew a lot of you were just gonna throw them away. Uh, And it was gonna cost us about 450 bucks. Uh, And we thought, well, if we're gonna spend 450 bucks, let's just go donate that to the homeless shelter and send you guys digital versions. And so in your inbox this afternoon, you will have all of those uh, FAQs available uh, for you. Uh, I want you to know that as we speak, uh, our friends at Boulder Valley are announcing to their church body as well. Uh, And so we are very well aware that things are going not just here, but things are going on about a mile away uh, as well as Matt and Dennis uh, sit on stage announcing this. In addition to the questions and the answers Uh, Also included in the FAQs are some various dates for this process. Uh, The first one I want to make sure you know of right up front. We have a town hall that is scheduled for this Wednesday right in this room at 7 o'clock, and it's just for our church uh, and this is a moment for you. We're uh, again repeatedly asking, would you please, please, please read the FAQs? Read them cover to cover. They're going to answer 90 plus percent of your questions. They're all spelled out in the FAQs in extreme detail. So please make sure you uh, are able to read those. And then as you come on Wednesday, bring your questions, uh, and the extended team will be up here, and we're going to be able to answer all of your questions. Uh, it won't be me up here. We'll have our in extended discernment team up here to answer all of your questions and give guidance and insight uh, and direction to those. Um, and also, there's a spot at the very end of the FAQs is write down things you're excited about as you read through those questions and answers and you sense God leading uh, and you think of things. Write those down as well because we'd love to hear those um, there's two other town halls. Those dates are in the FAQs, and those will be combined town halls with their body and with ours as we continue to unpack this God given direction. There's an all church vote uh, for us as a church and for them independently uh, as a church on April 24th. That is a week after Easter Sunday, where we will meet here and we will have a congregational vote. Our Constitution and our bylaws require a a two-thirds affirmation of the direction which the Elder Board believes we're going, Um, but now it's in your hands um, to decide if we have discerned well. Uh, And if that goes well, uh, we are then going to jump in our cars and drive over to their facility for a huge celebration lunch Um, Yeah, we can clap for that. Thank you, Ashley, Um, for a big celebration lunch uh, as we celebrate what God is doing. And if you don't vote for it, you can swing by and grab something to eat and drive away. Um, So whichever things go. Uh, Our first Sunday together uh, in our new facility is planned for Sunday, June 5th. Uh, And there's a lot to come with that uh, as we move forward. And it's exciting. Legacy Church. It's new. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's okay. It's good to, it's good to absorb this. This is literally only something God can pull off. Um, this, is, this is a God-sized dream. It is a God-sized movement. And we are confident more than anything else that any of us have been a part of, we are confident that the Lord has been clear. I wanna read two different passages that have been heavy on my heart as we think about this new church family, as we think about joining forces with uh, a dear church family that's been around uh, since 1875 that have seen a lot of things. Uh, Psalm chapter 78 says this. We will tell the next generations about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders so the next generation might know them Even the children not yet born. And they, in turn, will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. The hope for tomorrow, the hope for a new generation the hope for a legacy that not only are we holding on to and remembering what's gone before us and the faithfulness of those who have stood where we're standing and sat where we're sitting, but the legacy that we're writing for generations to come. And boy, do we know Boulder County needs a faith legacy so badly. And then Deuteronomy chapter 30. Today, I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings And curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you will make. And oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, You will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. As I've been stating all along, our leadership is uh, more excited than words can express. It's exciting. But the most exciting thing in this entire process is sensing and hearing the Lord, for him to be so abundantly clear of what he's calling us to and the next steps in following him. And we could not be more excited about where he's leading. On behalf of all of the staff and the elders and our discernment team, on behalf of the many, many, many people who have gone before us over the years here at Rock Creek Church I cannot thank you for being here in person. Uh, For those who are are still joining us online, I'm checking, uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, Thank you for loving this church family. Thank you for praying. Thank you for worshiping and leaning into the spirit of God, even through technology. Uh, You are a valuable part of this church family. We've seen a lot of changes over the last 25 years at Rock Creek. And for a handful of you in this room, you've seen a lot of those. You've seen the ups and downs, the twists and turns. You've seen the peaks and you've seen the valleys. You've seen several different facilities uh, and you've seen where we are today. And you have been faithful. You have been faithful in your prayers. You have been faithful in your giving. You have been faithful in your serving. And I cannot thank you enough. So too has Boulder Valley. They have over 150 years of seeing change. Cultural changes, how the church has changed, uh, political changes, uh, heck, Colorado even becoming a state and all the changes that come with that. They have seen things that we could only imagine. And this is the next chapter of both of those stories. And what's so exhilarating is that story of both of our bodies is literally being penned as we speak, and there are a ton. You know, when, when we look at this book, uh, if if we were to picture uh, this as God's book, you know, we've got several chapters of life of ups and downs and twists and turns, but then all these pages are blank. They don't have a single word on them. Why? Because God's writing that as we speak, and we don't know what it's going to have. We know if if history repeats itself, there's going to be good times and bad. There's going to be times of exhilaration and joy and smiles. And then there's going to be hard times of tears and sorrow and, and heartache and pain. But the Lord will be with us every step of the way. He has been so good to us, you all. Um, I do hope you'll stay for our potluck. I hope you'll stay to celebrate. I hope you'll stay to ask questions. Uh, I, I, I don't want the entire potluck to be about this. I know this will be the obvious, but if you've been to any of our church potlucks in the past, we're all about community and getting to know each other and getting to know each other's names and a little bit of, about one another. Uh, and, and there's a lot of you here, and so this is a unique opportunity, but to be sure, we'll, we'll answer some of those questions. But I really wanna point you this afternoon when you open up your email and see those FAQs Focus your attention on that, and then please, please, please plan on being present this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. here uh, at Rock Creek as we have uh, our town hall. Uh, This is an exciting time for us because we have the blessed assurance that God has been faithful, that his love and his guidance endures forever. Even when we may not uh, uh, appear to recognize it, Even when the lines aren't lining up, we know that God has been present, and we're ready to celebrate that. I'm going to invite the worship team up here uh, as we get ready to respond, and we're going to respond in communion. Uh, We're going to respond a little bit differently in communion. Uh, We have some new trays for both the cups uh, and the, uh, the bread. And, uh, and we're gonna be passing those instead of you all lining up like cattle, uh, we're going to uh, pass those. Now, that's fairly new for us as a church. I've identified our most competent men uh, in the church <laughs> to, this is not rocket science, okay? You're gonna be handed a tray, that tray is gonna travel miraculously down the aisle. And then whoever's on the end, you're gonna have this deep sense of tension of what do I do now? Either hand it to someone who's standing before you or turn around and hand it to the person sitting in back of you. Do we need to review? (laughs) We got that? Everyone got that? Uh, And this is all on me. I apologize. We don't have any gluten-free options right now. So if you're like super gluten-free, down the cup and remember Jesus and then grab your bread when you get home and remember, all right? So does that make sense to everyone? So deeply apologize for those of you who are hardcore gluten-free. Uh, maybe during the potluck you can grab something that's gluten-free on the table and remember the Lord's presence. Uh, would you please uh, stand as we get ready to set our hearts uh, in a right place? On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he knew in broad brushstrokes what was coming. Remember, he set his deity aside to not be something to be grasped, but took on the form of fully man. So even though our Lord Jesus knew the heartache that was coming, he had no idea the extensiveness. He knew the ultimate hope. He knew the joy. He knew the accomplishment of a mission. But that night in the garden and later in the upper room, our Lord Jesus could not wrap his mind around what was coming in the coming hours. And yet he stood and he took a step. He took a step in faith. He took a step in obedience And as every thorn was crushed onto his head, as every insult was hurled at him, at at, at every turn where he felt emotional and mental and spiritual pain, he took another step in obedience and faith. Because he knew that he knew that he knew that God's promises were perfect. And that somehow, in some way, God was going to work good in the midst of what he was faced with. And the same is true for us as a church. The same is true for you. We're excited about the future, but... There are more unknowns than there are knowns. And the same is true in your life. You're raising kids and you go, I don't know. I don't know how it's all gonna pan out. You're wrestling in your marriage and you go, man, we we want to sustain this marriage. We we wanna hold it together, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe you're looking for work or your finances are are a little bit difficult or you've got some family tension. You got some big decisions to make and you go, I just don't know how this is all gonna work out. You have a friend in Jesus. You have a friend, you have a king, you have a loving father in Jesus. And he cares more about you Than you could possibly wrap your mind around. He cares about your hurts. He cares about your pains. He celebrates in your excitement. He sits with you in your confusion because He's a loving God. And He always has been and He always will be. And all of that is also thrust onto the church. We are His bride. He loves the church. Why? I don't know. (laughs) Because we are the church. But boy, does he love us. And he has been so good to us, saying, this is your next step. And so as we get ready to be uh, handed these elements, and you get ready to partake in the cup and the bread, would you remember that night? that Jesus said it, for as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. And lo, I am with you, fill in the blank, always to the very end of the ages. Always. And he is with you right now whether you're watching on the screen, on the television or on your computer or your phone or you're sitting here in one of these chairs or you're out in the lobby, he is with you always to the very end of the ages. That's a great God. So enjoy your time in communion. I'm gonna have you take a seat. After you've taken communion, feel free to stand and worship and uh, and then we'll be with you in just a moment.